Wayne McGrath. The, the first time I came across you, Wayne, was on Instagram. And yeah. I was looking and you were doing, your name of your page was Move to Freedom. Yeah. So obviously that piqued my curiosity and I was yeah. looking and you're doing a lot of different movement stuff. You're talking a lot about the effects of movement on the body and on the mind and stuff. And, and then I did a bit of work with you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I find it fascinating that I can use movement and breath to, I suppose, relieve pain that's been there for years. So what was it that got you into doing what you're doing? Um, yeah, like we can. Like there's, like there's certain ways and things we can influence the body. And like, like what you're saying about the breath and the movement, like, like we can influence the body through the nervous system basically is the body. So we can influence that through movement, through what you could say tension, which is like strength training. And we can also influence it through the breath. And the way we kind of like figured about, out about all this and, and movement and stuff was basically through my own struggles of suffering with, let's say, injury, chronic pain, things like that for, for more than four years. And then just basically going around chasing me tail, you could say, bouncing from therapist to therapist, trying to get what you could say, like answers and mm. never really got anywhere. And then eventually what happened to me was... And like not, not got anywhere. It was probably 50% my fault kind of at the time looking for like the quick fix because training was a massive part of my life. But yet I was feeling a lot of pain, a lot of discomfort in my body. And I just wanted rid of it. So it was probably 50-50, 50% my fault looking for maybe a bit of a quick fix, which doesn't exist. And then probably 50% kind of the care I was receiving at the time as well. So that's what made me, because I couldn't get the answers I was looking for, take things into my own hands take responsibility for my own body and my own health and start educating myself to figure things out as to how I could overcome what it was I was experiencing within the physical self, which is linked to the mental and all that kind of stuff. But basically that's what it was all about in the beginning was mm. the physical side of things, which led me down a rabbit hole of basically what I'm doing now. Mm. What were some of those struggles that you were talking about that led you into this? Do you want to just, just explain a bit about those struggles you had? Yeah. Like, from, from a young age, training would have been a, a massive part of my life. Like, like my dad would have put me into boxing when I was 10, 11 years of age, trained the whole way through my life. To be honest, I don't know how it really started. Like, we, we can go into saying, like, you know, we're sitting down a lot of the time as we're young kids when we probably should be moving the most. So a bit of dysfunction in the body. And I don't even like using them kind of words, but they're just words we can use to describe what's going on. A little bit of like, we lose a little bit of our, our natural play, our natural movement, our natural ability of our body. And then we go throughout life and then we go into like maybe a gym setting in a gym environment. And that's where it all kind of started for me that when I just started lifting heavy weights and not really knowing what was going on, kind of gave up the kind of sporty stuff that I suppose was kind of keeping me a little bit healthy. And that's when pain started to appear in my body then. Mm. like my body started to break down because I was probably loading up not training properly and loading up on top of a body that wasn't fully able or fully developed for the tasks I was asking over at that given time so that's where it all kind of started for me so that's like the struggle forced off was just going into the realm of pain of, I don't even like using the word pain because it gets a bit murky and, 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 and like words can carry feelings and emotions and weight with them so the, like the extreme discomfort I started to feel was when I started to like load my body up heavy in the gym. But I believe it probably started from a much younger age because we, we lose a lot of movement because we're sitting down a lot of the time when we're younger. Yeah, so that's where it kind of started for me. Was Yeah, I suppose. I remember we were chatting before yeah. and you were saying about when kids 
are at that age where all they want to do is play and, and yeah. move and, yeah. and then we get put into school at like what, four or five years old yeah. and we're told to sit down move, and, move. And, and we're sitting down until mm. we're 17, 18, 16, yeah. 17, 18 to 12 years it's, it's not that sitting is bad but we just spend too long doing it and it's not that even it's not even that kids want to move and play it's the fact that it's it's in us it's like it's in within us it's inherently and innately in us to actually move and explore and play like sitting down particularly at that young age is is like a little bit like i don't don't want to come across like i'm saying it's a bad thing because nothing, nothing's bad it's just it can be a little bit of, of unnatural let's say a little bit you know that kind of way so i believe that's where a lot a lot of kids kind of lose their movement options lose lose the kind of health of their body it kind of starts from that young age of just spending too long sitting down when if you think back to what we're designed to do as homo sapiens and go back to the hunter gatherer that probably would have been the time in our life from four or five all the way to 16 17 18 where we would have been moving our bodies the most and like when i say moving i don't just mean like crawling around on the ground like monkeys or wild animals. We, we were moving for survival it wasn't it wasn't it's it's built inside us it's, it's it's an instinct thing it's a survival thing so that's why like i believe that's where it started that i can only speak from experience but and, and, and i've spoke to a lot of smart people that's where i believe a lot of us starts and that's where we run into a lot of health problems then as we start to get older yeah i was just thinking like a good example of like how you lose that movement is people say if you look at a baby and they go down to pick something up they'll do a perfect squat as yeah. a baby so you already know how to squat and then when we're 18, 19, we're going to a gym and we don't, we don't know how to squat, we are bad. <laughs> we need someone to teach us again. So that's just, this is a good example, I think, of like how you lose that natural movement that you already knew as a child. Yeah. And, and like the thing about that is as well with the baby and the squat, we have to understand as well, there is, there is like our bodies do evolve. So the, the perfect mm. squat with the baby is a good analogy, but it might not be as well for the fact that like the baby's head is heavier, has a bit of a counterweight. They don't have the bone structure and the joint and ligament stiffness that we have. Mm. So even using something like the, like the squat for me, and I'm not saying that bad about it, but sometimes this, people think that's the fundamental of human movement. Mm. But actually mm. the fundamental is walking and breathing mm. even more so than actually getting down and doing a squat. And then when we go into the classroom, what we have to understand is it's not that sitting is bad. It's the, the, the brain can't, the brain is constantly living inside like, like this dark room and it's constantly scanning the environment and all it cares about is survival and conserving energy. And it will get good at what you do most. So sitting down, if I'm sitting down, sitting down, believe it or not, is movement. It's movement for the brain. There's stuff going on inside the body. If I'm sitting down like this, my hip flexors are in a shortened position. So I'm sending a signal to my brain that I want to get good here. I want my hip flex. Like if I sit here for a long period of time, my brain will start to receive the signal to get good. And it gets good at sitting because for two reasons, survival and conserving energy. So the longer I sit, the better I guess I sit. Mm -hmm. So it's not that like people, like, and even again, what I was saying about words, carrying feelings and emotions, saying that sitting is a disease. It's, it's not a disease. It's just your brain. It's just adapting mm -hmm. to, the, to the demands you're placing upon it. And that can be, anything like the brain and the body will just get good at whatever signals you send it the most mm. so that's why if you're sitting for long periods let's say how long are the kids like they get their breaks and they get their run around but if you looked at it throughout and like even in this generation like we've got like in our generation and they're probably worse mm. now computer games youtube they're coming home hours on end it's, it's yeah if you add it all up over a long period of time you're probably sitting more than you're moving 
So you're going to be really, really good at sitting and really, really poor at moving. And when I say moving, when I say moving, I just mean everything. Everything is moving. Everything. It's what we are designed to do. We're the only creature on the planet that are bipedal. That like moving is just is what we do. Walking, moving, climbing, running, jumping, all that stuff. That's that's just what we are designed to do innately. No, I, I thought it was fascinating when you said to me, just what you said there. I remember you saying it to me the first time we were doing a bit of walking, that was the body just gets good at what you do most. Yeah. Because that once even just hearing those words are kind of actually so many of my aches and pains and whatever it is from over the years I make a lot more sense yeah which kind of helps me see a way to maybe reverse that through the, the breathing and the movement yeah. that I was doing with you so even just knowing that one thing for me was such a huge eye-opener yeah just that the body gets caught up and yeah what you do most and like even with like like people need to understand and i'm i'm by no means an expert in this so i'm mm. i'm right now my life and what currently what i'm doing right now i'm more of a student and I've learned off a lot, a lot of smart people over the last, let's say, two years. Like pain and niggles and injury and all that, like they're not bad. Like people, that, like that word pain and all that kind of niggle and injury it carries a lot of weight with it and a lot of emotion. Like it, it like experiencing pain in your body is, it's not a bad thing. Like I thought it was such a bad thing when I was gone through that whole process of trying to overcome it and 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 reprogram my whole body and my whole nervous system. And I learned that pain isn't it's not a bad thing it's your brain's way of of sending a signal to you to let you know something is not 100 percent. let's say so like even that niggly painy stuff which like it could be the way you're training the way you're sleeping the, the way you're moving your diet it can be all and it can be an accumulation of things it doesn't ne- necessarily mean that there's anything wrong or bad and like i've stopped even just over the last couple of weeks stopped even using that word because it just carries so much weight and again look obviously we need a word to describe things but i just prefer to call it discomfort or extreme discomfort or on a scale of one to ten how uncomfortable is that how much discomfort rather than using the word pain you know i just want to bring in the part about so we're talking here about the body and the physical yeah and i suppose a podcast so far have been more about the mind and maybe the spiritual as well yeah but i just want from your perspective how have you gone through some of your discomfort? Yeah, I like to use the word pain, <laughs> funny enough. Yeah. But, how, but it how carries such used, weight with it. Yeah, how have you weight. used the physical journey to work through that discomfort mm. of the mind? What we need to understand also with this is, and this is just my experience again, I can only always speak about experience, right? And what I study and what helped me the most is that the mind and body are connected. You, you, you cannot separate them. And through all the, the really great people that we work with and have helped me out a lot um, over the last world through education, through getting stuck in and doing the work myself, through all the movement, all the education on, on mobility, flexibility, human movement, biomechanics that I'm studying now, the breath work, all that kind of stuff. The most valuable thing, and, I, and I'm all about the physical, right? But the most valuable thing I took from it all was the whole kind of bio-psycho-social aspect of it. That's what I took, like, and that would relate back to the mind and soul thing that you were talking about, because that's what the biopsychosocial basically is. And like, and, they, and 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 certain people, good therapists and good people I've worked with and good people I've talked to about all this with human movement, will use the biopsychosocial model to explain things to people sometimes when they're finding it really difficult to overcome stuff. So basically, like the, the biopsychosocial is like it's, it's, it can be everything from pain to disease to your health to, to, to human advancement in your, in your mind. You know, it's, it's basically how your, like, how your thoughts, your feelings and your emotions can like 
dictate your physical landscape. So as how everything is connected. Yeah, and, and how your like belief systems and your self-limiting beliefs from your mind can affect your physical self. Mm. Like like if you really believe that you're like you could go get an MRI and there might be nothing wrong with your shoulder. But if you really believe there's something wrong with your shoulder, you'll really believe that and you'll create you'll probably not not that it's all in your head, but you'll make the symptom maybe worse. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, like our, our, our mental thoughts really dictate our physical landscape and, and our bodies, like, you know? Mm. So, like, it's, it's, it's back to what you're saying. It's, it's all connected. Like, you can't separate the mind from the body. And, and with Move to Freedom, your company that you have, yeah. Yeah. that's to, now quote, tell me if I'm wrong, that's, like, your goal is to help people free their mind through freeing their body. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. For you, what were your physical or mental discomforts that you had that brought you like what i remember we spoke before and you told me a few you want to just touch on those like what what your breaking point was that you went and immersed yourself in all this to free yourself yeah so it's like anything else and it's like even i think we touched on it before was like you know when you go into the gym and you have that kind of insecurity thing so you just want to ego lift and you want to get big and you want to get and you just do everything kind of arseways and and all Mm. that kind of stuff so Originally with me was it was just getting niggles and an injury, and this is going back four years ago. But that because I never fully addressed it, or probably like the, as as an industry as a whole, it's kind of behind as such like rehab and therapy, and that's just my opinion. Like as an industry, as opposed to other industries like the technology or, or the engineering, like it just does that the whole human thing is the whole human body, body works, all that kind of I, I find it's a little bit behind. That's just due to research and things like that, because it's hard to get good quality research. But anyway. When, when I started, it was just niggles and, and stuff like that. But because I never fully addressed it, and then obviously poor lifestyle choices as well, it all just accumulated up so bad to me that I, I basically was, was riddled in chronic pain mm. coming towards the end of it all and had lost all, basically all movement in my body where I had to stop exercising. And what age were you, sorry, at this stage? I'm, I'm 30 now. So this was, this started when I was 25 and I only decided to address it properly the last two years probably the last 18 months mostly but two years it kind of started and at that point it was I bounced around so many different different people and stuff and I never knew anything about biopsychosocial nothing about the mind none of that for me at that time I, I, I'm, I'm gathering information and understanding all that now but at the time it was just physical and I know I, I mean I've been to gurus movement specialists chiropractors osteopaths a, a good group of all different kind of, of ranges and no one ever spoke to me about the mind or just on, 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 I'll explain you in a second where I learned from no one talked to me about that at all and then the breaking point for me was when things got so bad I'd lost everything I had serious pain I had a, a herniated disc in between in between C5 and C6 which caused a lot of again that fear that self oh my neck is gone my neck is I can't move me I could move my neck it wasn't when I figured out how serious the disc is it's not even that serious I thought because of the way the doctor was treating me and the osteopath at the time was treating me, it built up such a, a poor negative belief system of how fragile my body was when really we're not fragile at all. We're, we're actually the most resilient and robust species. That's why we're top of the food chain. We're the most resilient and robust species on the planet. Like we're, we're insanely robust. Like. So we can overcome things like that. But what, what the breaking point with me was, was I started to work with a chiropractor, an American guy, and he was great, really good guy. And he started to like just educate me a little bit about the spine I, like I knew a little bit about the anatomy I was working as a personal trainer but for me it was all just sets and reps yeah. it's not a kind of way I wasn't really looking into it too much and then he started to explain to me a little bit about about the spine and how he was helping the disc because he was alleviating the pain with his spinal adjustments and, and that just 
when he started explaining the spine to me and the pelvis and how to joint, that just blew my mind altogether. Then I was like, okay, so there's something going on here. Like there's, there's more beneath this. It's not just superficial. It's not just big chest, big arms. You know what I mean? Like a bench, a heavy weight or whatever it may be. There's, there's a lot more to the body. And then that, that intrigued me. But what but the breaking point was basically got me into all this and led me to where I am now was he told me that if I wanted to keep doing what I was doing for the rest of my life, like as a trainer, because I was saying, this is my career. This is what I want to do. I want to have my own gym. Now them goals have changed a little bit now, but that's what I was saying to him at the time. He was like, you're just going to need spinal adjustments for the rest of your life. And I was like, it just didn't sound right to me. It just, it just my intuition just told me that, that like, that's not right. So at that moment then, that's when I decided to take responsibility for my own health, stop pointing fingers at other people for my problems, stop stop putting my health into someone else's hands and just taking control of my own situation myself. Mm. And that, that's when it all kind of started. And that's what led me to, to move to freedom now. Because like, that's basically what I've done with my body through education, reaching out to people, working with smart people. Instagram was a great tool for me. I met lots of great coaches, therapists, smart people on that. Traveled around doing mobility movement courses, went to London, done a movement specialist mobility course over there with some of the best people in the world and started to realize there's so much more than just sets and reps and and, and the superficial. There's yeah. so and then to where I am now, I'm like gone down a complete rabbit hole where that's, my brain, my brain is just on fire. Like. That's what I was gonna that's what I was gonna touch on. Like like Cormac said, when you start freeing up your body, mm. you start learning about these different things. Mm. And then you started noticing the effect it was having on the mind, I presume. Yeah. What way did it change your perception of life, even, or yourself? Well, the, the only way I, I, I can, like, I'm thinking back now on it, is my, things have got so bad in my body. And it was obviously got to do with, my life was a mess at the time as well. So that was all linked in. That was all having an effect throughout the, the whole system. Just basically, my whole nervous system crashed, shut down on me. Like, what I started to do then was, like, my, my mind had become so trapped inside my body and, and that was something I'm saying to you but like, it, I, like it, how my body felt on any given day would dictate my mood for the day like my, my mind was not in my mind it was in my body and I've spoken to loads of people that that happens to mm. and it's, it's really not a nice thing like it, it's, it's really not so when I started to understand that my body wasn't broken I'm not fragile it, this system is insanely adaptable we can overcome so much. And when I started to understand all this, that kind of changed my perception of me, me broken, fragile body that I've been led to believe over a good couple of years. And most people, like, we are kind of led to believe that. Like, there's a lot of shitty misinformation yeah, out there. Definitely. Like, there really is. And I just started to realize, so I, I trusted the people I was getting the information off at the time. I trusted the course that I was doing. And basically, I just started, like, there's certain things the body can do. There's certain joint actions that the body can do. And I just started going through the process of neurologically connecting with every single joint in my body and bringing every single joint. And that started to free up the symptoms of pain. And I pushed that to the max. Like I said, we pushed the physical to the max. I pushed that to the max. I freed up. I got more range of motion, but still I hadn't fully overcome all the symptoms, let's just say, of like pain and waking up still. It was still kind of there in me. And that's when I kind of got introduced to the whole mind and the biopsycho kind of side of thing, you know? Mm. Definitely. And I think like it's so important for people to realize the effect that the body can have on the mind because a lot of us could be like at home, you know, not moving, just sitting home like, oh, I'm feeling depressed or feeling a bit down or just, you might, might not even feel depressed. Like sometimes if I'm not, if I haven't moved in a while, 
for whatever reason, I'll just notice like my mood is just not up yeah. to what it should be, or not should be, but where I'd like it to be or where it can be. And then I just get this urge now, I know I need to just move, just yeah. do some and, sort and of work. that's more nature. Yeah, that's... I think I've just ta- I've tapped into the intuitive side of it where yeah. I know when I have to move. And I usually do some sort of workout in the morning, whether, yeah. even if I don't do workout, I'll just move for five, 10 minutes, usually get out of the grass. And I think I'm just sun, out of the sun, you get the sunlight, but you, yeah, the you just feel, for me, I the reason I do it is mainly for the mind. It's not yeah. Yeah. for the look. Yeah, you're not trying to push look. anything physical. You're not changing yeah. any physical aspect. Obviously, that's another bone. You just know, yeah, it's a bone, mm. but you know how good it makes you feel. Yeah? Exactly, yeah. And, and that's that's mother nature, mm. basically. That's your brain and body telling you what you like, the reason why you get what they say, the release of endorphins. Yes. The, 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 the good, let's just call them the feel-good chemicals in the body, natural ones. That's basically Mother Nature saying to you, releasing all that, basically saying to you, because mil- we, we can't like we can't live without movement. If we, if we just sag here for a year, like, the whole, you know what I mean? like yeah, we can't yeah. live without it. Mm. And the brain is constantly, what's it trying to do? Survival. It's trying to stay alive. So it knows you need to move. So, like movement was part of our survival and knows you need to move. So that's mm. basically the release of them feel-good chemicals is basically your brain saying to you, what you just done for me was good. Please do it again. That's why we do it again. We don't we don't do it again because oh we just do it. It's literally our own brain and body, our own survival mechanism, our own instinct, our own mother nature, like our intuitive thing inside us saying, What you just done for me was good, please do it again. And like Cormac said there, there's a lot of people that you'd even speak to when they're sitting at home not doing fuck all, like sitting there maybe watching TV for hours on end or whatever it is, sitting on the phone. They don't know why they're feeling terrible. Do you know, it's the society we're in now and I'm guilty at doing it at times myself of sitting around and like we obviously don't live back in the days of the hunter-gatherers so we don't actually have to move as much. We don't really need to move to say survive to, to survive yeah we just walk to the fridge yes, and take out exactly. food and eat. we don't have to chase a deer through yeah. the forest yeah. so what my question is is for the people that might be listening to this now and be like fuck I actually sit around a lot maybe that's why I'm not feeling as yeah. good as yeah. I could be yeah. what would you advise those people on doing like because obviously we, you know, people don't want to get overwhelmed with having to do all this and all that yeah, yeah, so yeah. what small easy steps would you advise people to like take the, 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 the simplest thing you can do and it's it's what we're designed to do we walk from miles to find food and find shelter and find water it's just get up and go for a walk mm. like no but seriously like and, and, and not just a walk around we're doing a nice good long brisk walk anyone right that I have recommended that to always say to me I never realised how good walking can make me feel and I'm, I'm not I'm not messing because I've often had people who are in dire straits with their physical selves whether it be weight loss or whatever it is over the last couple of years and, and they'd say they, they want to literally pay me for four sessions a week and I wouldn't even take their money because I know they're not going to get any value off it and I'd say no do two sessions with me and I want you to do two other sessions where you do a brisk walk proper where you just go out and you walk and you move your body and you get some fresh air it doesn't matter if it's raining Yes. The rain is not going to do anything to you. It is not going to harm you. <laughs> exactly. Put a jumper on, put a hoodie on, go out and go. And any person I've ever said that to has always turned around and told me, can't believe the effects of walking. Like walking has, like just mm. Google the effects of walking on the body and you'll get it. It's of all the things we're designed to do, walking, like we swam in the ocean, we went on to land. The first thing we done was walk. Mm. It's what we're designed to do. Like going out for a good, long, brisk walk and like making it 
somewhat strenuous on the body. We have to have a little bit of that strenuous, mm. that physical um, aspect. Yeah, I think a lot of people... Like that, that's like what, just to keep mm. it simple, is yeah. go out and breathe a bit of fresh air. It doesn't matter if it's rain. Yeah. Really, like, really. It doesn't we matter. did that. Myself and Cormac got into a, a really good routine of mm. a fasted... No, I'm not going to get into fasted, but of a, of a walk every morning. For a long time, we stuck to it. Now I'm going to... I'm guilty of not keeping that up still. I yeah. still go outside, but of the walk, I have sort of let that slip. But we were just doing it every morning before starting anything else. Yeah, yeah. I can actually remember, yeah, just get out, and a lot of the time seeing the sunrise as well. And just your circadian rhythm gets kicked in. The yeah. sunlight hits your eyes, you're immediately alert. That's what I mean, because I know a lot of people have like indoor treadmills now, especially with the lockdown. That I just think it's so important to get that walk out in the fresh air it's it's like it's like what you just said there a second ago and i touch on it like like yeah we don't live in the hunter gatherer days anymore it's not it's not fifty thousand years ago mm. and just touch on that as well people think fifty thousand years ago is a long time i can guarantee you now do the maths you wouldn't click your fingers as fast we have not evolved no. at all Body's we are hunter gatherers male and female it, it's it's no different we are hunter gatherers in a modern world we have a hunter gatherer brain we have a hunter gatherer body the only thing that's changed through all that is culture. That's mm. it. Nothing else. Mm. We're completely the same. So walking is like, just to keep it so stupid simple, is like what we're designed to do. Like So, mm. yeah. do, do you know what I mean? Like, I think even, I remember hearing something, I think it was a, I don't know if it was a neuroscientist or whatever, but he was talking about the effects. When you feel stressed, it's your mind telling yourself to go move because mm. you have to go get food, for example, yeah. back and forth yeah. together days. Yeah. You'd feel that stress. You're yeah. sitting around because mm. it's like, you better get up and do something and get some food. So therefore, by walking, we relieve that stress as well. So any, if you're sitting there getting stressed at home, if you just go for a walk, yeah. just yeah. move forward, yeah. you'll get rid of that straight yeah. away and, as well. And people throw the, the words, and it, look, this is just my knowledge on it as of yet. I'm not an expert or anything, right? But what I understand is the feelings of stress and anxiety and, and even them words alone carry weight with them. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, start you can nearly get a pang of it when you, yeah, like you take anxiety, you automatically feel a bit anxious, mm. you know what I mean? But, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. every single emotion, and this is just what I know, and I could be wrong, is, is an instinctual thing for survival. Like, anxiety is not a bad thing, mm. it's just when we have too much, too much of anything is a bad thing, mm. too much movement is a bad thing, too much sitting is a bad thing, mm. but. Too much anxiety is the bad thing, but anxiety itself and stress are not bad things. They are survival. They kept us alive. They, they're survival mechanisms mm -hmm. to help us get a, a rush of adrenaline or cortisol or get into the sympathetic nervous system to get us away from danger. Or when we felt tired chasing the deer, because if we didn't catch that deer, the whole tribe are going to die. We had to get that anxiety. We had to get that rush of adrenaline. Yeah. Car and You know what I mean? And it's the same thing. Like, like if I... But people nowadays, yeah. so just to cut in there on yeah. that, we, we're still getting those anxious feelings and, and whatever, and it's stressed out feelings. But it's coming from, instead of it being a survival thing now, it's coming from things like social media. Yeah. Or yeah. Even, it's, it's, even call it, call it whatever. Yeah. It's like microdoses, little mini doses of stress. Mm -hmm. But if we go and if we don't notice them, which we're, we're, like, we're not taught to, to learn them, which is Micro what the great work you are trying to do with the the youth of today we're not taught how to deal with them and little stuff little small small stuff can accumulate big over time explodes so if you take the hunter gatherer one last time we'll touch on that getting chased by a, a lion or a wolf right whatever you want to call it yeah in, in the desert or the jungle or the forest and he's getting chased by a predator 
he needed a big, big, big dose of, um, let's say, anxiety, stress, adrenaline. He needed a big dose mm. of it, the panic breathing, the, the sympathetic nerve, and he would have to get the, he or she would have to get the bloody hell out of there. Yeah. yeah. But we get that now on a micro level. We get kind of similar thing. This is just yeah. my take on it. And what, what I've studied and learned off other people is we get like a little micro dose of it. So anxiety isn't initially a bad thing. It's just when it goes unchecked and it builds up and it accumulates. And it's like chronic, leads to like chronic stress, which is... And then leads to depression. Yeah. Mm. And you're just in that sympathetic nervous system for way too long yeah. and you can't recover. Yeah, yeah you can't so recover. So what people... Are, that's why breath work yeah. is so big. Yes. Because mm. it's helping people get out of that, sympath- that parasympathetic... Oh, sorry, the sympathetic and get more of a sympathetic tone and more of a relaxation in your body, you know? What I think, just from listening to you there and me, myself and Cormac, kind of have a plan in place for this and it's getting flushing out those micro stressors every week yeah you know brilliant we came up with a little calendar routine he done a calendar he he done a calendar and it's about getting rid of your micro stresses having daily rituals weekly rituals monthly rituals and every three months and every year and like obviously you have different ones for different things so it's like daily meditation yeah you know that can get rid of the micro stressors of the day a weekly one we would do is a sea swim um, a monthly one will have a gathering of men like you were yeah, at the other yeah, day which was brilliant yeah and, and that's that was, thanks for inviting me that yeah no worries man it was great to have you and yeah. to see even you expressing yourself saying something you'd never yeah. said before yeah. and it's yeah. like yeah. that gives everyone power or just gives everyone kind of a, a relief yes yeah. taking yeah. that instead of it being up here like yes. we brought it down to here and we were able mm. to kind of mm. feel good after it and not have the, 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 to lead down the chronic road of what yes. was so, just like, saying. Like, with all those things having your dailies your weeklies your monthlies having those things in place just to flush that stuff out just yeah. to flush out your yeah. little micro shifts and not let them build not them let them lead down mm. to um like that's what I didn't do for so many years. I used to just yeah, and let everything build up. And, and, and how you and, and what does that lead to? Poor lifestyle yeah. choices mm. and stuff that you know is wrong, and you still go and do it because mm. you just don't know how to deal with all that stress. Yeah, you just don't have the awareness of. You're just completely unaware of even why you're feeling that shit at that yeah. time. Yeah. Then and it's uh, yeah. And I think like for some reason it happens to me still sometimes. You know when you're in a really good place, you think Jesus, I'm just in a great place now. I can't see myself. You know, going back and having all them like mental struggles or whatever they yeah. are. But then inevitably things come up and you you go like you have your dip, your ups and downs. But yeah. I suppose once you just realize it's not always gonna when you get up, you're gonna go back down and just you need to put some sort of things in place like yeah. meditation. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I was saying, sea swims, just prepare for them down yeah. so then you can just flush it out. I just kind of wanted to go back to that the men's circle that you were at. I think what I realized from the last one was it wasn't even me sharing what, what was on my mind that helped a lot you know once yeah, you share yeah. it it's off your chest but it was also just hearing everyone else's stories and like what they were struggling with just the exact realized, I, I yeah. took massive power from that boy sitting there and looking around at a group of other people group of men and, and everyone actually had something to say they actually genuinely had something like that they weren't feeling great about where you made me think, geez, I'm not the only one that mm. has these mm. negative, like mm. everyone had something of some sort to say. And I took, and then you could kind of relate yourself to what oh, yeah. that person was saying. And it was just massive. Like that, that was really massive. Mm. Like yeah, For some it. reason, you always start to think like, I'm the only one yeah, that thinks the, like yeah, this, yeah, or yeah, I'm the only one that's going through this struggle. And it's like, you're not the only there one. There was like nine lads there or whatever there was. And you're not, you never will be. The and and that relates to like, caring what people think. Mm. nine out of ten times nobody 
gives a shit. They're too busy with their own problems. Yeah. They honestly don't care. Mm-hmm. You, you, you believe it. Like what you're saying, you, you believe that. <laughs> but it's you. It's, it's, it's your own little self that's doing that. Like, like we're constantly in our own head. Like, mm. oh, this is something we found out about a year ago. Like, we have about twenty to thirty different conversations with ourselves throughout the whole day. All day long, we are constantly in our own head having conversations. Mm. And if they're really bad, negative stuff, that's going to present itself into into the physical self. Mm. So understanding that there is other people out there that are feeling the same thing, you're not the only one. Gives gives you great gives gives me anyway. I can only say from weeks great power to understand mm. that, which is I think a lot of people need to understand. And another thing is nobody actually nobody really actually cares. They're too busy dealing with their own shit. They don't. They really are. Like, they re- you make so much of it up in your own mind. Like, mm. like nobody cares. They really don't. No, and it's unless like, you're doing something ridiculously stupid. But like, you, but like, you're just going about your life. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but if you're going about your life, nobody really. Like, they, people are just too busy caring about their own shit. Mm. And like, say doing what, like, again, that men's circle. I think creating spaces like that for people just to express themselves. I know we've touched on this before, but men, women, doing it together, doing it by themselves. Yeah creating those spaces the more we're doing that the more i'm seeing it needs to come in like that literally needs to be a fucking thing that's done yeah with younger generations like 100 you grow up like think about when we were in school would you ever tell someone no. about an insecurity not a chance because you couldn't you couldn't I be that person how, that and, was like that and, and how how are you just touch on that real quick is i was actually nervous in that moment having to actually sit there and actually say something like talk, I was, I, as the the, 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 they went around as the thing went around I was gone I, I got really like nervous I was like I just felt you know what I mean like, like mm-hmm. about what you're saying I was but then when I done it I was just like that was, that's what know, I mean. I and we're, we're 30 years like, old now yeah. that. we can't even yeah just yeah. shows how we're not used to actually yeah. saying yeah. Yeah. and we've been here, on scared this for 20 years scared. I was nervous like, I, was, mm. I was really mm. nervous like, you know that that have to say you know yeah. it's just that feeling like, that's why you like introducing that at a younger age making it more normal there's no way that that wouldn't have such a huge impact on society if that got mm. into it yeah but and like, like and, and, and the way i see it is with that as well it's just thinking of my own experiences and, and and thankfully enough i had the strength to pull through a couple of things but even if you notice someone that's really really down don't be afraid either to kind of like reach out beside your scope and get professional even help for them kind of mm-hmm. even though you're in a circle like that and you see someone who's really like i'm in a bad place like don't be afraid thing you have to like reach out and say maybe maybe speak to your mom your mom or dad or someone you trust or or maybe or, professional. or yeah or get some sort of professional help with it mm-hmm. you see someone who you know don't think that that's the way i see it anyway yeah, that, you know it's all on you or that you and if you see someone who's really you know on a, on a, on a nine or a ten hour feeling really down and bad I, I don't see anything wrong with reaching out and, and, mm. and, and, and getting help for that person or for yourself or learn off someone how to deal with that person if that person has just decided to trust you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's another thing I kind of learned through all this process as well. And I think, like, there is a lot of talk, just talk about mental health and, you know, saying how you feel and all this. But I think the difference is there needs to be more spaces for it, yeah? Because, like, yeah. I'm not going to go down to football training Never. and start talking to the lads about how I feel. Because no. I'd be like, first of all, I'd be like, I don't want to annoy them at football training. I'm not there for that. Yeah. So it's, it's like, the time you place. keep saying, we need to talk about this. And you need to express your feelings, but you don't have the space to do no, it. No, there needs to it's be. It's not going to be accepted very well. In the the control environment. Yeah. 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 has to be in the right environment. Yeah. yeah. I, I really believe that. Um, just want to touch on, just want to touch on nature and how do you nature. find that has helped me in thing. some of your healing as well or 
do you do you tend to find some sort of solace in nature as well? Yeah, like everything I, I try and state and do all goes back to the hunter gatherer. Like when I was trying to overcome all the physical struggles in my body when I was studying the anatomy and starting to learn about movement and all, I actually was told to learn about where it is we come from. That was one thing I was told by somebody to go and get a book particular and go read about what it is, where we come from, how it is we get to where, to, how it is, how we got to where we are and why we might experience certain things that we experience. And along that thing of understanding all that, the biggest thing was nature is a massive healing thing because we're not designed to be in these rooms with no, we're like, like if we, we were out hunter gatherers, we would be out in the savannas, out in the nature, out, we might go to the cave for a bit of shelter, but nature was our natural environment. That's why when, when you do go into nature, like you were telling me it's your favorite thing to do, mm. like, it's just, it, it, it sparks a thing, an instinctive, intuitive thing in soils, like, so, like, nature, I, I can't even begin to just say how good <laughs> nature is, like, mm. it's, it's massive, and, and anyone you know, like, you, you'll talk to lads, because you feel connected when you're in there, massively, mm. it just, it just sparks it in you, and especially, mm. like, okay, yeah, you're waiting for this magical thing to happen the first time, but you might, like, something simple one night when I went, it was at the start of lockdown. I was only starting to go through the whole process I was going through. And I was walking down by the ramparts there. And I was like, yeah, no need to be out in nature. And this feels nice. And I was breathing the air in the trees and all was lovely. But as I was coming back, it got a bit dark. And I just kind of, oh, and I sat down. I was just seeing a little duck family there. Mm. And it was like a proper little, it looked like a family. It was a bit dark, but they were just there. Little chicks and everything, like, like a little, little nest in the bushes. You know, the ramparts down there. And it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. quite wild, like at times of the year. And this was, I think, July last year or, or even before that, May maybe. And, uh, and then even from that moment then, I was just like, I just felt so good about seeing that. Do you know what I mean? I was like, mm. and then from that moment on, nature just became a massive part of me, let's say, pushing down that anxiety and that stress and yes. helping. Yeah. Mm. yeah, for me massive. as well, going back to those, when we used to do those walks, I've kind of started doing them again. Yeah. But that was taking me out of my reality for a while and my head. You know, you're talking yeah. about those conversations you have in your own head. Yeah. It was just taking me out of all that. And just when I used to look at the field, I used to go to this field every morning, look at the view, and I just I try to focus on a bird or something. Yeah, and that, just like, imagine that's really myself yeah. as that bird instead of Paul McNoonan and yeah. all yeah. the shit that goes with who I think I am. Yeah. And I think that's what it does. Nature it just takes it out of yourself and into the rest of the world. The world, and you realize yeah. as well, like for looking at a big landscape, how small you are in comparison. And for me, that kind of just gets rid of all them little things you're you're worried about which are yeah. really in the grand scheme of things irrelevant yeah. so it's, and, and how good is the me. fresh air like it's mm. like just a nice bit of fresh air even as it, it actually can release endorphins into the body just breathing good healthy fresh air like. mm. and another thing about nature that i that i was fully sold on it was i have a little boy yeah and he's he'd be three in september and just watch him when you, when you let him go like in a field or a forest or on the beach or anywhere he is gone he is in a world of imagination. Mm. And that's what sold me on the whole hunter-gatherer thing. What we're, and I know that's a hard sell for people sometimes because, oh, yeah, what are you on about hunter-gatherer? Mm. Because they're just not ready for that yet, really. Now, I, I try and slowly drip-feed it to people that I'm training. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Just Because yeah. some people just aren't ready. But that sold me on the whole. It's it's just in us. It's who we are as, as homo sapiens. Like, the minute you step out in, like, in your bare feet in the wet grass, yeah. how good does that feel? Mm. Yeah. And when I just look at him, like when I let him go, and he's like, he's just gone. He's, 
and he's not afraid of anything. He's not afraid of spiders. He's not afraid of bush like rats. He's not afraid of it because I haven't instilled that in him either. Like he, you know, spiders are lovely, heavy. and he will just <laughs> run. He, but like I don't want him to have fear of nature because yeah, it's yeah. not. And and that, like a lot of us are kind of like our self-limiting beliefs and the belief systems we get instilled on us by maybe our parents and other people. I didn't want that for him, so he will literally just run into. The, he will just run into the bushes and just jump around. And I'm like, that is just. <laughs> but it's so natural. Mm. If we if we could just pinch a little bit of that. And give it to ourselves you know what i mean so that's what i try and do with nature when i look at him doing mm. that and then another one I'll, I'll, I'll tell you is about me and two of the lads there a couple of weeks ago we went for um, a hike across um, the wickelow mountains yeah we went across the joust the, the, the spink trail yeah but what oh, we yeah. done was yeah we said we'd get up the there. Yeah, all, yeah all across Glendalough. Yeah, yeah. yeah and we said we'd get up there before um before anyone else was on the mountains so we literally got there quarter six we were on the mountain halfway up it, like up the good chunk of it, way about quarter past, there was nobody around and all the wild animals were still there. Like, like the, there was wild goats, there was deer, there was, there was rabbits. There was, because the, the people hadn't pushed them into the, yeah. into the deep, they were literally right beside us. Like, and then I turned around, we went up even further again and the three of us stood there and just, we just took a big gulp of fresh air, looked down, it was a gorgeous morning. I just said, how good does that feel? And the two boys were like, it just feels fucking amazing. Like, so we done the whole trail, Came back, done about a five kilometer run then around the whole park. Came home and one of the lads is building a recovery room and he gave us a go of his ice bath and a sauna and all. Like, so we just, our brains and bodies had just got an influx of pure natural endorphins and chemicals. Like, and I went home that evening and I was saying um, to my girlfriend, oh my God, I just can't get over how I feel my body my brain everything was relaxed I didn't have a bad thought mm. in me I just felt so I could have just sitting there and in that moment just could have been the end I felt that good <laughs> so but, I, but like I just got an influx of yeah. nature I got an mm. influx of exercise we done the ice back we done the sauna mm. we, we, we had one can of Budweiser it was absolutely it was just amazing we got some nice food some nice coffee chat shy it was great. And then one of the lads rang me then that night and was like, are you, are you high as a kite? <laughs> I'm not joking. I was like, mate. And he's like, I just keep, me, me, my girlfriend just keeps telling me to shut up because I keep telling her about how good I feel. <laughs> that, like, that's no, that's, and yeah, I remember yeah, I was saying yeah, that yeah, last time yeah, yeah. and he was pure genuine. I was like, mate, I, and it, that lasted, I, I kid you not, that lasted till Monday. We done that on the Saturday morning and I felt so good. And then from that moment, I was just, Back to what you're saying about nature, I was just sold on nature. Yeah, it's just it's it's our female. Like, yeah. it's, it's not this is in us as as, as Homo sapiens. Like it really is. Like, That's releasing all those micro stresses that we're talking about. Like you do that once a month. Amazing. Mm. You you've done even like, like you, controlled environment. Have you done that men's circle with a group of men that you can trust and everything? Or female, whatever way you want to work, it doesn't really matter. If you've done that once a month and then had another thing like going up the mountains or doing mm. something like that, and then you had your bit of exercise mm. in your calendar like what you have. You have stacked the because the odds are stacked against us anyway in this yeah. world we live yeah. in. So you have literally done it a 360 on yeah. the odds being stacked against you and turning things you in your own to, favor. You need to take control and put those things in place with say the meditation daily. If people are like, Oh, I can't get it 10 minutes out of your day, it's like it's not about getting good at it or anything like that. It's just about actually consistency with it. Mm. Like set a time aside, yeah. take some responsibility 100%. for it and do it, you know. And Stay consistent. And, and that's the same with the movement, right? Mm. And what I learned through all this is, and it goes all back to nature again, right? And all back to the to to, to us as Homo sapiens is when when you do that meditation, right? You're waiting for this miraculous thing to happen mm. and nothing yeah. does. 
But I remember the first time I get, started getting into meditation when I realized about how my mind, I pushed the physical, but the mind was just, my life was a mess. I needed to do something about the mind because I, I'd done all I could with the body. Basically, and I remember starting meditation, like what you said, and I just, right, I've took responsibility with the movement thing. Look, I tell people, do your right rotations, do your breath work. It's only 10 minutes a day, exact same thing. Mm. I was just waiting for this, like, magic thing to happen because you hear people talk on podcasts and people who, who carry a bit of weight and the whole well-being thing and the, you know you just know it's something that you probably should do and when i started I, like nothing happened hmm. like i didn't get this miraculous lift of de-stress i didn't feel anything yeah, but yeah. like anything else i said to myself because i understood through the movement or through any practice you do whether it's physical mental you're going to, you're not going to get at it in the beginning you're going to be quite shit at it you're going to be bad at it and you have to kind of get into that beginner's mindset and understand that it might take five goals for you to get it. It might take a couple of a couple of goals to understand actually what's going on. To actually, do you know what I mean? Like you're you're not just everybody's looking for the quick fix, yeah. and it yeah. doesn't exist. No. And the reason what I'm saying about the hunter gatherer thing is the reason why we look for the quick fix is because nature likes to take the path of least resistance. So it's built inside us to search for that quick fix because we just again survival conserve energy. We don't want to con- waste time and energy on anything. That we're not going to get an immediate result off mm-hmm. but anything worth having never comes easy so you have to put a little bit of effort in like you have to take responsibility and you have to be consistent mm-hmm. to get the, the, the benefits from that's it it's not like you're gonna go you might be inspired now to go on a hike and a run and a meditate and cold shower and all that yeah. there's no point in just doing that for the once off good feeling that yeah. you were talking about it's more of just a practice it's yeah, a lifestyle it has to, has there's no to. destination that you're gonna like, once i get there I can, I can do all these things to get here and then I can stop. It's not, it's just building in things that just complement your lifestyle. Yeah, yeah and, and, and you enjoy them. Well. And like the thing I say to people is, is, is like with all that, time is your friend. Like, time is your, especially like when you're only in your early yeah, 20s, teens, together, there's yeah. no rush whole. Like, I'm only 30 and I feel like all the mistakes I've made throughout life, all the bad choices, I feel like my life is only starting now at 30. Mm-hmm. like I really mm-hmm. feel that way like genuinely I feel like my life is only starting again so time with all that stuff yeah. time is your friend yeah because you can definitely beat yourself up about it so it's like I should be doing this and I should be meditating more and you look at the past and then you're like well I can just start fresh now as you said just like blank can, canvas what do I want you my can day always to look start like? fresh mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. and you know right if you sit down you could get overwhelmed you can go and I used to do this in the beginning when I was getting into all this stuff with people you could see hundred things wrong with someone or a hundred things wrong with their body or you, you know there's a hundred exercises i can give to help you just just pick one thing i found works best and that was the advice i was given just keep it stupid simple and pick like you know we might join you hear all these things journaling meditation movement get out into nature walk exercise get your calendar get it that can be very overwhelming for someone who's not yes, used to that kind yes. of thing at all yeah. you start just need to just start one thing really like like one a, thing, yeah. get a 15 minute morning ritual where you practice a bit of movement and a little bit of gratitude and just see how that goes and give yourself six weeks mm-hmm. don't give yourself any short six or even say to some people 12 weeks give it mm-hmm. like in the grand scheme of things 12 weeks is nothing no yeah it's if it took you years to accumulate them micro levels of anxiety let's say that leads to the chronic problems or the movement if it took years for that dysfunction to build up in your body it's going to take a little while for you to reprogram yeah. a bit of, a bit of hard work a bit of effort and a bit of time and a bit of patience but as long as you stay consistent, you will start to see the results. There's no doubt about it. You just There's have no, to get to that point yeah. where you want it more than the other shit, the pain. Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, yeah, you just, you do have to want it more than yeah. your life is at the moment. Yeah. And like what I was told is and what I learned about it all is 
the whole of from the physical to the mental to the mind, body, and soul is like what you give time and effort to will improve. And people don't understand, like, you know, you read Atomic Habits and, and, and books like that, 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 like the small accumulations over time, mm-hmm. like 10 minutes a day, every day for six weeks is how long? It's a lot of hours. I'm not going to do the maths off the top of my head. I'm not that, I wasn't that good at skill. But, but it's, it's a couple of hours. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. nothing in this world that you couldn't practice for a couple of hours and not get good at. Literally nothing. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. The piano, if you sat down and practiced the piano for a couple of hours, you would be better leaving that piano than you are when you started. So the power of like 10 minutes a day, every day, so let's say 70 minutes a week, 70 by 12, Six, 700, 840 minutes, four, is it? 420 hours. Whatever, four, 420. Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> 840 minutes, is it? How many, how many hours is that divided by 60? It's, <laughs> but it's it's a lot of hours. You're going through. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to leave it in. You'll have to. Three idiots here trying to do this. Anyway, oh, yeah, right. Slow, <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's a lot of hours. It's yeah, a lot of hours yeah. of practice. But people think that, like, the thing I was told when I went and done that movement specialist and the, the guy was up the front of the room and he was a very impressionable character and he was like, people overestimate what they can achieve in a week and underestimate what they can achieve in a year. Mm-hmm. They try to get it all in in a week and then when shit doesn't go their way, they just throw it to the side. Where if they went, hold on, and that's what I had to do with my body. Oh, you had to do that. Oh, you had to play the long game. I had to take the yearly approach. I just had to. Like, I had no choice. Lucky enough, I had a bit of strength within me to do that. Some people don't. But I had to just bite down on the, the bit and just go, right, I'm playing the long game. And, and look where I am now, because I did. Exactly, it shows. You know, and it's living. It's like, I'm living, living proof that you can yeah. do it. And like, and I've made tons of mistakes, professional or personal, professional, everything. Like, But no matter what, everybody messes up. Everybody fucks up. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Just, I, you can always start a fresh sheet and, and let that take play the long game and let mm. time accumulate in your favour. I think that's what will... Um, benefit your coaching so much is the fact that you have to do the work yourself. Do you know, I don't think there's any better learning or teaching than experience. Practical experience application. Yeah. Mm. Practical so, application like, is massive. And if, if somebody was looking you up or, or that, where would how would they find you? Just c- c- currently now, just on Instagram, just yeah. me throwing videos and waffling on my story about fitness and health and my basically all I'm doing is just really sh- that's, sh- sharing a story. That's move to freedom, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, move underscore two underscore freedom. And that's just basically what I do with my body. So that's where I come from that. And when, when I say the word move or movement, like I mean everything. I mean strength training in the gym. Like yeah. for me, it's all about getting stronger. When you actually start to understand the science behind what goes on in the brain, you have to make biological adaptions to change the structures in your body. Do you know what I mean? Like you have to like so for me, movement is everything. It's just everything. It's walking, it's breathing. It can be the crawling like an animal on the ground if you like. Great coordination skills. <laughs> but, but but people hear move and movement. I've had people message yeah. me and they think that's what it's all about, but it's yes. not. I'm just about everything. Basically, well, I've been learning off other people and, and other people who are really experienced in movement and understand it so much and just following them on Instagram. is just What I like to try and do is just give people kind of what they're missing a little bit. And that mm. can be strength, that can be movement, that can be mobility, that can be breathing, that can be flexibility, range of motion, mm. body composition. Like, you, you, you're going to have such, like, you have everyone down here and everyone down here and everyone in between. Like, you, you know, we're all uniquely different. Mm. Like, so. exactly. That's what I was going to ask you. What is your purpose like what's your mission at the moment like 
right now what I, I kind of do is like I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of like a, like a personal trainer that kind of just kind of like the way I like to put it in a romantic way is just kind of help people like overcome like like physical limitations in their body mm. with all them things I just mentioned yeah. there mm. but my end goal is and this this is just my opinion and your your experience will always skew your opinion yeah so I just believe as, a, as, a, as an industry like the whole rehab pain movement and I'm not saying it's all bad there's some amazing, smarter people. I hope you didn't even butcher any of this stuff I'm talking about compared to the people I've learned of. But just as an industry as a whole, I just find it's it's a little bit behind. So I want to just kind of get into the whole pain, rehabilitation, more from a holistic standpoint, because that's what helped me the most in the end. And just let people, like just help people overcome whatever it is that's holding them back. Because it's only when you go to the bottom of the pit, yeah. you realize how you, you wouldn't want anyone else to experience. So if I can help anyone, to not get to the state I was in and the state, the stage I was in. That's what I want to do. So rehab, pain, I will, when I get more educated and all that kind of stuff, I will go down that route. But that's my goal is to like bridge the gap from, from being here all the way to performance and doing the things you love, no matter what it is that you need in between. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, you know, is like, and, and approach it from a different perspective, not just come in, you pay me, I rub you and I push you out the door. Or you come in, you pay me and I stand there and just try to work out on the board. You want to bring someone and go, Wait, what's going on? What's happening? What can mm-hmm. we do? Here's the plan. Here's the step. Here's the procedure. Tell me about your life. Talk to people. And just mm-hmm. bring someone from being completely, in a, not, not, not a nice word, but debilitated to straight to, to, to running a marathon, if you like. That's what I want to bridge the gap between like rehab, performance, pain. And mm-hmm. that, that's my vision. That's my goal. That, that, and that's where I'm currently right now. But I don't really care too much about the business side of things, to be honest, right now. It's more about the education. So mm-hmm. that's where I'm kind of heading with. The whole meal to freedom thing, you know. Nice. Sounds man. And a couple of questions we'll ask now at the end here. What is success for you? Well, for me personally, um, I have a young a young child, so just putting a roof over his head, that's for me per- that's my personal success. That's that's all I care about. You I used to care material, I used to care about money. None of that matters to me anymore. Really got my goal right now when I do educate myself is just success to me would just be putting a roof over my young lad's head. So he can have a place he can call home. Mm-hmm. Like if you were to look at the definition of success, like I believe like you're never really truly a success unless you're helping other people to do the same. That's like, and that, that was told to me by a good couple of people. Like, like really, like we can all, the cult of the celebrity and all these different things and people like to think that's all success. It's not really, like you're out there doing what you lads are doing, helping people, trying to tap into, going to the source rather than waiting until there's a problem. You know what I mean? Like what's, what's that saying? An, an ounce of, prevention is worth a pound of cure or some whatever that saying is i can't i don't know whether i butchered that mm-hmm. you know what i mean you're going to the source so just going out and actually that's when you're a success when like it doesn't matter if you have money or, or anything or you have a nice car it doesn't matter if you're out there genuinely passionately from deep inside you helping other people that that's success mm-hmm. well put that and the last thing i'd ask you if you could give your younger self some advice it is a new podcast a couple of slaps that you about it (laughs) that's it simple do you know what I grab myself and just shake me on head I just grab myself by the head and shake it and that's just my personal thing what would I say though do you know what I'd say right and this is I don't want to be cliche or cheesy and I actually did think about this you hear people saying just be yourself right but my own battle and my own struggle was don't be afraid to be yourself people are afraid mm, to be themselves yes, I was yeah. afraid to be myself yeah. and I battled being myself for years which led me to make mistakes which led me to feel like shit 
I understand all that now because I've gone deep into my own mind mm-hmm. over the last year or so. I understand that now. I'm more mature now. I understand that. But that's my advice would be, don't be afraid to be yourself, Wayne, and, and get over yourself. Like, don't be afraid. Like, you know what I mean? No one really gives that much of a shit. No one gives that much of a shit. Don't be afraid to be yeah. yourself. Like, really, yeah, I was doing a Brettwalk session there a couple of weeks back, and that was the main thing that um, I've seen myself in 10 years, and he spoke back to me. And what he said was, even at this stage, even though I thought I was being honest to myself, like being, being, being myself, he was like, be completely honest to yourself. Yeah. Because in a ten years' time, you'll regret not doing it mm. if you don't if you don't start doing it now. Yeah. And that made me look at myself as like maybe I'm not being one hundred percent. You know, you can be eighty and then yeah, still yeah. hold yeah. on to a bit of yeah. You know, I'm, of I'm, the act, I'm along the same lines. A bit of the act. It's mm. hard to drop it all. Yeah, it is very hard. completely. You know, but it's just I suppose taking the steps. It's very to do hard it. to shift the paradigm in your mind. Like mm. it's so hard. Like it but takes again, a lot of hard work. Like, yeah, I, still I don't mean to discourage anyone process, from that, yeah. but it mm. does. It's really. It it's just a step by step process. You get rid of your belief systems. Yes. Like you think, them systems have been instilled on you through experiences and through other people mm. for thirty years. Yeah. It's gonna take time to we all make mistakes. We mm. all fuck up. So what? Get over it. Oh yeah, get over it. As long as you're not doing it ridiculously stupid, mm. everybody does it. Like I could yeah. literally think of everyone I know has fucked up along the line somewhere. I even spoke to me on father once twice about like like everyone's messed up. They've made mistakes. They've done things they regret. Mm. Just have to be honest and get yeah, over it. Really, just be it, honest. Get over it. Don't be afraid keep, to be yourself. Keep trying. Like, yeah, yeah, I think it's great to have a have that vision of who you want to be five or ten years time because I was actually thinking about that recently as well it's like are you doing now what you might regret in five or ten years time looking yeah. back yeah I was like make sure you're already trying to live as that person but again it's having that vision of who you want to be and then yeah. taking the little steps pushing the comfort zone a little bit because if you go mm-hmm. too far outside it and like try to be yourself fully straight yeah. away yeah. it's gonna overwhelm you and people are like who yeah, the fuck are you yeah so well, it's yeah again, it's like what you're saying with the meditation or yeah. movement it's like just pushing it a little bit every time till you yeah. get there. What we need to do is we'll just touch on that then. Like, cause like, like, like the odds are kind of a little bit stacked against us, just a little bit, like with the whole movement in society and, you know, just a little bit. Like, so mm. we just need to tip things into our own favor a little bit. Yes. Do, do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we're doing all the yeah. stuff we've just talked yeah. about. Like, that that's what we really need to do is, is just understand mm. that, that the odds are stacked a little against us and that's okay. Mm. That's just the way it is. It's okay to experience mm. and feel this way. I believe like you really do need like like to have a goal. You do need it. Like, do, like you yeah. really do. Like you have to have something to be aiming for. You have to have a why. You have to, and that can be so so small. Like like people like think that because someone's doing something what society would consider more extravagant that your goal is any lesser it's mm. not i'm like i'll look at it from a fitness perspective i am more impressed by the person who hasn't trained in years is completely detrained and they're struggling to do 10 press-ups i'm more impressed by that person eventually being able to do the 10 press-ups than the lad who's been training for years benching the 200 kilos mm. i'm 10 times more impressed by that person so don't think because your goal isn't yes. this massive thing in the beginning, because it will manifest over time. Is any you're any lesser or you're any you're mm. not as good as someone who's doing something amazing with their goal, you know what I mean? And I learned that the hard way because I used to beat myself up something serious over things. Mm. And like we were discussing before, it's like you're gonna get failure. Yeah. Yeah. You just learn from the failure. Failure's mm. massive. Yeah, there was a lot there has been so much in this chat on what to do. So I just if anybody is listening and they're thinking, oh, I wanna start getting into any of this kind of thing. I would say 15 minute walk 
by yourself in the morning with your own thoughts think about who you are what you want to do mm. set yourself a goal yeah start with that yeah because there has been a lot in this massive so yeah, that's just that that is just massive mm. just mm. getting up I, I can just speak from experience from myself and working with people and use from experience you are doing which is great it's just when you wake up and if you're rushing and you're late and you're running out the door and we've all done that oh pile grab the coffee slug and mm. slash the brush the teeth taste to, and you're literally and you don't even know where you are and you're in the car driving to work and your brain is you're not awake yet yeah. you get up you set your alarm no matter what the time is, I, I, I'm not joking. People think, oh, it might be easy for you. It's not easy. I, I have clients I meet in the gym at half five in the morning. Mm-hmm. I live in Navin. I'm training them in Ashbourne. I get up at four o'clock to make sure I get me half an hour in before I leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I always start there with something. More than likely, it's, it, I'm going to say movement. But I, I'll do something. Walk, move my joints through fullest range of motion. Get down on the floor, do some breathing. I will always bring myself awake myself awake me mind awake me body become more aware of who i am and what i'm doing before i leave the place mm. always 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 like like and no i didn't always do it i'm doing it now the last 18 months yeah. and it's massive and even just taking those 15 minutes for yourself at the start of the day instead of reacting to what's going on, on your phone or emails or yes. everyone else's agenda it's it's telling yourself that you actually care enough about yourself to take yeah. those 15 minutes yeah. To direct, go in the direction you want to go instead of just getting carried and, along with the time. And even the discipline you learn mm. off getting up yeah. that little bit earlier because mm. we become so programmed into just getting up at the right time to get <clears> shit ready to get out <throat> the door. We become so programmed that that, well, I was anyway, yeah. where the discipline that even gives you, like, mm. act like an adult. Yeah, responsibility. Act, mm. act like an adult, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, 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 it's 20 minutes. And then, mm. like we touched on before, is like, in another conversation we had was like like you then you have your morning get that and then your evening routine as well as another thing you can focus on because sleep is massive mm. sleep and we don't get enough sleep yeah but keep it stupid simple try get a good bit of sleep get up early do your meditation do whatever it is that makes you feel better that just gets you more connected to your mind and who you are and drink more water yeah like there are three tips yeah. you can give anybody like i said if you're looking to see what Wayne does or check him out, move to Freedom on Instagram. I'm actually yeah. going to, I'll put it in the little bio on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheers, yeah, Wayne. Thanks for having us and giving yeah. us a voice and letting us into your circle and things like that. It's been massively beneficial for me anyway. No worries, man. So, yeah, Cheers. Pleasure to have you.